Welcome to Stu's EV Universe, where you can find anything and everything electric vehicle. So today on the podcast, I have the pleasure of having Elaine Borseth, who is president of the Electric Vehicle Association. Thanks for being on the podcast, Elaine. Thanks for having me, Stu. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if I am correct, uh, you started as president uh, January of this year. Yes. Okay. And before that, you were involved in membership uh, Electric Vehicle Association. Yes. So I was part of the membership committee, and then I've been um, very active in the San Diego chapter since, I think, the end of 2016. Okay. I guess a little bit about the history of Electric Vehicle Association. I know it has a long, rich history. Uh, you know, uh, a little over a year ago, I had uh, the pleasure of having Ed Begley Jr. on, and he right off the bat mentioned Electric Vehicle Association because I guess in the beginning, it really was a, a, a group that uh, had a lot to do with DIY, and um, there weren't a lot of places to go if you had questions or you needed resources, and he found a family there. Um, and, and it really seemed in my mind, from what I heard, it, it seems to have had these kind of very environmental roots. Yes. It's, it's amazing to me that it's been around since 1967. So, you know, it started out as just passionate people that were interested in, you know, converting electric vehicles and just getting more information about it. What have been some of the challenges? I mean, originally it was called Electric Auto Association, and now it's Electric Vehicle Association, which totally makes sense because uh, we have trucks coming, we have SUVs coming, we have all sorts of different vehicles, we have you know all sorts of mobility, we have e-bikes and and all sorts of you know interesting things. Um, what has been what have been some of the challenges growing the organization through the years? Well, you know, definitely we're an all-volunteer organization, so we're working really hard right now to get sponsorships going so that we can do more, have paid staff, and, and really get moving faster than we are. You know, that's, that's the challenge, I think, is that this is such a pivotal time for electric vehicles, and as I sh I'm sure you know, you know, with uh, the new legislation that's just peeking its head, you know, looking like we will have um, EV tax credits again, possibly at point of sale, possibly with uh, used vehicles also. You know, this is what our association is all about. And, um, you know, we have chapters that do everything from advocate for policy uh, we have chapters that are just really active in, in that realm. They've done written testimony, oral testimony, you know, done ride and drives for legislators. Um, we have chapters like yours that, um, you know, push for more infrastructure. I, I guess our challenge is just always to do more. You know, we, we are just a, a group of, a huge group of passionate EV advocates and enthusiasts, and our mission is to educate and advocate for the rapid adoption of EVs. So it's just how do we do it better, faster, 
and more. Now, uh, I guess nuts and bolts. I mean, how often do you all meet? Um, I, I mean, is it something that there's communication going on daily? Is it weekly? Is it monthly? Do you meet in person? I mean, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we have a hundred chapters around the country. And so I always recommend to people check out our website, which is now myeva.org. Um, and as you mentioned, we went from electric auto to electric vehicle association because we have chapters that focus mainly on e-bikes and scooters and, you know, light EVs. We have chapters that work with uh, electric boats, um, even airplanes now, that type of thing. Um, most of our chapters do focus on electric vehicles or automobiles, but um, we have chapters all over the country. And if there isn't one in your area, we will help you start one. And so all of our chapters have meetings. And, you know, with COVID, a lot of those meetings moved online, but almost all of our meeting, uh, all of our chapters are back to at least in-person events. Um, and so most of our chapters do uh, public outreach. And so it's a great, great way for people to uh, come out and meet the EVA members and also to check out owner's vehicles, um, you know, and check out used vehicles and new vehicles and talk to owners and get the real scoop on how do they plug in? Where do they plug in? How easy is it? All of that information. Now, what is personally your um, kind of history with electric vehicles uh, as far as what you have, what you have had, and uh, your original reason for, you know, kind of joining up with this and, and taking on such a, a, a huge role? Yeah, well, with me, it's interesting because I've I've just always been a car person. I, I love cars. You know, I grew up in Detroit. My dad and I always used to go to, um, you know, Cobo Hall in Detroit to the Detroit Auto Show every year. So I, I've just always loved cars and I love fast cars. And so in 2014, I had seen, you know, Teslas around and just purely for grins um, because I had never spent more than $27,000 on a vehicle in my life. I went and test drove a Tesla Model S and we hadn't gone a mile and a half. And I told the Tesla rep, I said, I have four words. And she says, what? And I said, I must have one. <laughs> so, you know, the acceleration and the performance just blew me away. And at that point in time, I really didn't know much, if anything, about electric vehicles. And honestly, I didn't really care at that point if it burned $10 a gallon rocket fuel. I just loved the performance. I just was just so impressed with the smoothness, the speed, the acceleration, the quietness. Um, I just loved it all. So... Um, I ordered um, a Model S, and I ended up getting uh, a 2015 P85D, which was the performance model at that time, and um, just absolutely adored it. Um, took it cross-country in 2015, and it was even easier than I thought it would be. And I think that really got me into advocating for EVs, because especially even in California at that time, you know, people just didn't know anything about electric vehicles. 
you know, they had all these preconceived notions that, you know, it's an in-town car. It's, it's just something you're going to use for errands. Um, you know, you're going to need a charging station that costs thousands of dollars to plug it into, et cetera. And so I found that on my, especially on my cross country trips, um, you know, when I talked to people and told them I plug it into a dryer outlet in my garage and I wake up every morning with a full charge and I don't ever have to go to a gas station. And that fuel is, you know, a third to a half of what I was spending on gasoline. Um, you know, those types of things. And yes, I came from California and now I'm in Maine, <laughs> you know, um, that just kind of started it all. Then, yeah, I think it was the end of 2016. I, um, responded to a post on the San Diego uh, Facebook page, uh, Raging Fellows, who was the uh, president at that time, reached out and was asking, she was the president of the San Diego group, actually, at that time, and she reached out and was looking for volunteers uh, to work the auto show. And I, I was just hooked, you know, talking to people and, again, dispelling all of those myths and finding out that there were just so many myths out there. Um, about electric vehicles. And so that kind of started my journey. And so I put over 100,000 miles on that first Model S and then um, had that for about six years or more, a little over six years, I think. And then I bought a 2020 Model S. And then just purely due to the fact that the used market is so crazy, I was able to sell that for about what I paid for it. And um, I have a 2022 Model S now that I absolutely love. Oh, great. Is there a preferred color? Um, well, I've done white <laughs> for all three <laughs> of them, but okay. um, there are so many white Teslas now in San Diego that I actually just had mine wrapped. So it's, it goes white to a dark teal fade. Oh, that's kind of nice. Yeah. Well, you mentioned earlier COVID. I mean, how has COVID affected uh, the operations of Electric Vehicle Association? I mean, did that kind of put a hold on things? Or, I mean, were some things better that way? I mean, did you have a, a, an opportunity regroup? Yeah, you know, it, it actually, there, there were pros and cons. You know, definitely it affected the events that we did. I know in San Diego, we did over 40 events in and around San Diego County the year prior to COVID. Right. We participated in the Fully Charged Live event in Austin, Texas, um, the month before COVID hit, really. And of course, all of that came to a screeching halt. But it did push us to move everything online. So almost all of our chapters moved their meetings online, which you know, you do have the benefit that now you can reach out to more people. Um, and so now we're doing a combination, you know, a lot of chapters still have things online, or they're just making sure that they post more things online, even if they have an in-person event. And, um, and we're all getting back to in-person events. And in fact, uh, Fully Charged Live is back on and will be in San Diego um, this year and the next couple of years. And so we're looking to have a big presence there. We've got some exciting things lined up. We've got um, all different types of cars that we'll have on display in addition to what Fully Charged Live will have. Um, I believe Lucid and uh, Rivian and, uh, you know, we'll have 
we've got the Kia EV6 lined up for display. We've just got cars with unique wraps lined up. We've got some original roadsters lined up. So we'll have all kinds of um, cool vehicles for people to check out there. Do you have uh, kind of thinking back to, you know, um, some of the earlier things in, in EVA? I mean, are there certain programs that kind of stick out to you as either being especially fun or impactful uh, or just different? You know, definitely. I think one of the ways that that EVA really excels is that even if you go to an EV event, if there are new cars and dealers there, um, you know, that's all well and good, but there's really nothing like talking to an owner and really getting the scoop. You know, we have people in our chapter who have used a $5,000 grant program that was available in California. So they bought a used leaf that was 10,000. They got a $5,000 grant. They paid $5,000 out of pocket for a, a leaf that was just a couple of years old and, and looks like brand new and runs like brand new. So, um, you know, that's, that's really where we stand out, I think. And then two, a lot of our chapters do ride alongs and a lot of our chapters do ride and drives. And again, you know, butts in seats, there's just, there's just nothing like that. So um, that's, that's really where we stand out. Now, uh, National Drive Electric Week is, is coming up. Um, and it's interesting, you know, with, with um, the chapter that I started here, Evolve KY, um, I think we've been around seven or eight years now. And uh, I always would refer to that as like our Super Bowl, you know, our big time of year. And it's funny as things have changed. Um, I don't know if all the other chapters are like this too, but I know that in addition to National Drive Electric Week, now they also have uh, you know big National Earth Day initiative uh, to do ride and drives and events. And our group, I mean, we're doing probably things every month or two um, like that um, as word is getting out and different groups want us there for different things or, or we initiate things. Can you tell me a little bit about National Drive Electric Week, when that is and 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 what we can look forward to with that? Yes, so now National Drive Electric Week is a great event every year and it has just grown and grown and grown. Um, the Electric Vehicle Association is one of the organizers of the event every year. And so um, it goes from the end of September, I believe it's September 25th through October 2nd or 3rd this year. And it's great because you can go to driveelectricweek.org and find events all over the country. So you can find um, online events, you can find in-person events. And for Drive Electric Week, which is actually the whole month of April, um, the Earth Day events that you're talking about, that has grown. And we were really wondering how big it would be this year with, you know, being put on hold from COVID. And we actually had our largest year yet um, this year in April. So we're really excited about that. But yeah, people, it's it's just a great way for people to go and, and check out events. And as you mentioned, they can also check with their local chapters, go to myeva.org, because all of our chapters have events going on throughout the year. But National Drive Electric Week, there will be hundreds of events around the country. Yeah, people can get involved uh, either with things that are going on or, 
if someone is very, you know, uh, interested, they they can put something together themselves too, right? They don't necessarily have to be a part of Correct. a group, uh, or they can make yes. their own group. So, yes. Right. Okay. That's great. Now, um, I mean, what are some of the current priorities for Electric Vehicle Association? And as things are changing really fast, um, what are some of the priorities that you see for for the next, you know, three, four, five years? Some of the priorities, of course, are equity, that we make sure that everybody um, is able to not only get an electric vehicle, but they're able to charge that electric vehicle where they live, because that's that's a huge benefit and it's a huge issue for people that have or that uh, live in multifamily homes, apartment buildings, condos, sometimes it's it can be a challenge. So that's something that EVA definitely works on all the time. We have our policy committee was um, instrumental in pushing for new building codes in California, for instance, where it's now required for new homes to all have 240 outlets um, in the garages but that's not the same requirement for new apartment buildings. So we're pushing to make make it a requirement for multifamily housing as well. And that's something that we're just constantly working on. And then pushing for all kinds of pro-EV legislation, um, incentives. Uh, many of our chapters work on things like anti-icing ordinances in their own communities. You know, all of these things are really important uh, so that everybody has access to charging down the road. Yeah, and obviously things are, you know, for lack of a better term, more progressive out there in California. Um, How do you get the word out to other parts of the the country? Um, Like you're talking about building codes. I mean, something that we would love here in, you know, our region um, to have that kind of, we, we find, and I think like you do as well, that we're, we're playing defense a lot lately. And um, I'm fine with that, you know, and, and, and we realize that we have to do that. And, and uh, that's important, but I also want to think and, and move forward uh, as well. So um, kind of wondering as an organization, how you get the word out about some of the real positive things that are going on They're right there in California or other chapters um, so that other people can benefit, you know, from yes. that. Yes, and, and that's exactly why we do what we do. You know, when we're working on building codes in California, we're also working on them in other states. But as you know, a lot of times what happens in California then other, kind of sets the example and other states then follow suit. So we're really pushing hard on um, in every state, but uh, California is the one that kind of comes to mind right now that we're we're pushing on, and we have a uh, monthly newsletter that goes out, an uh, email blog that goes out, so people can sign up for that on our website, and then we have a Facebook page that has um, a huge reach, and so we try to post things to that and and keep people up to date. And uh, we're getting uh, more things out on Instagram and Twitter and just trying to keep people informed. So, um, and, and that's also why our chapters do what they do is they're doing this, you know, at the community level, um, everywhere that they are. 
And, and, and as you know, you know, your chapter is just so active. You know, another one of our chapters the year before COVID did almost 60 events um, in that year. Um, one of our Ohio chapters just did an, uh, you know, EV out to the ball game uh, event where they had 30 or 40 EVs there at a, a ball game that people could check out and look at. And it was just a huge success. So we're working all across the country. I was at the ball game, oh, that's so that excellent. was great. <laughs> yeah, Dayton's not that far. So, um, yeah, that's great. And I'm just trying to think, is there anything else? I know we want to get the address of your of the website out there and have folks can, you know, contact you and, and learn about what's going on for National Drive Electric Week. Definitely. So uh, driveelectricweek.org is the site for National Drive Electric Week, and you can add your event to that uh, site, or you can check out events in your area. Uh, you can reach out on that site for more information. And then the Electric Vehicles Association website is myeva.org. And you can also, if you have specific questions or concerns, or you want to uh, start your own chapter, anything like that, you can reach out to membership at myeva.org, and we'll get back to you there. We do have free student memberships, so we're always trying to get uh, more young people involved. So it's not just, you know, older people that are that are kind of pushing the message. And so we've got some great student uh, chapters. Our University of New Hampshire chapter is doing a, an amazing job. They had their first event that was a huge success recently, and they're going to be working with um, an organization in Maine for a National Drive Electric Week uh, event. But yeah, students can join for free at myeva.org. And we have reduced cost okay. memberships for young adults also. Oh, that's great. Okay. And then one more thing too, um, we do um, offer sponsorship opportunities. So um, we're really excited that we um, have just gotten notification that we'll be getting an Electrify America sponsorship which what that means to us is, is just huge. That will allow us to help our chapters, help our chapters get their events funded in their communities. And so again, we'll just be able to do more and we'll be able to do it better um, with any kind of sponsorships that we're getting. So um, you can find out sponsorship information also on our website. Okay, perfect. Well, it's a pleasure talking to you today. I really appreciate you taking some time. So, uh, Great. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Stu's EV Universe. I would like to thank Eden Unger for creating the artwork and the music for this episode. Remember, please rate, review, subscribe, and share, as that's the only way we can continue to grow. Now you can support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash EVU. Remember, the EV revolution runs on your energy. I'm Stuart Unger. See you next time.